Welcome back to episode 24 of Beaver Dam. I'm your host, Patrick Kennedy, joined alongside Grant. And uh, it's just Grant and I today. It's kind of a throwback. Garrett um, had a busy schedule as well uh, as um, Grant and I. Just We couldn't make it all work, so uh, it's just you and I. I'm here today. Grant, Grant, how you doing today? I'm good today, Pat. Yeah, like you said, throwback without the, the freshman. And, uh, you know, he's busy, and we got to do it all ourselves today. I think we can handle it, though. Um, uh, we only have about two, maybe three beaver dams left, and then it'll just be uh, you and Garrett, you know, running the show. So um, it's an exciting time. Uh, how, how's your week been? We had a we had a busy week. I know we tried to go to as many of these uh, events as we possibly could. Um, so so how's your last week, Grant? Uh, it was all right. Uh, got to go out. I mean, called the football game. That was a bit uh, a bit ugly being uh last home game and getting uh beat as we'll go over later but then got to go out to baseball's uh game two and it was a really great atmosphere with uh all the parents being there and, and a lot of students uh representatives and it really felt like a a really good environment and and the beavers able to get that back half of the double header and uh you know it was really good to be out there with everybody and and hang out and just uh you know have a really good moment there with uh beavers winning a close one Yes, we did. We had some senior nights as well this past week, and it just felt good to have family back in the stands. It really felt like a, a, a full, normal spring season. Now it's just the spring sports that would normally be competing that are competing right now. Um, so it's kind of it feels good um, to kind of be back to a little bit of normal. Our crazy, a crazy season is uh, kind of slowed down, but that doesn't mean that we have any uh, a lack of Bluffton sports. That's for sure. Um, so we're going to start out with, we promised you guys track and field from last week. Then we're going to hand out, uh, or the HCAC handed out some awards for both the men's and women's soccer program. We'll get into that. Um, we'll then move our way um, into women's softball. I don't know why I said women's softball. We're going to move into softball. After that, we'll move into, actually, we're going to do football, then softball, then baseball. Then we're going to wrap it up with Golf, who had their HCAC previews, they'll be hosting um, the men's tournament um, HCAC championships. Not next week, not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after. Grant and I are going to try and make our w- way out there to see those guys compete. Um, and so it, it's exciting times. And uh, let's go ahead and get into it. First, we'll start off with track and field. Saturday, April 10th, the Bluff University track and field team traveled to Manchester University, competed in the rain. Throwers did especially well in the hammer throw last weekend. In the women's competition, freshman Maggie Hartzler placed third with a throw of 39.14 meters. Sophomore Emma Payne was close behind with a throw of 38.61. And Amanda Scott with a throw of 36.38 meters. Bluffton ladies are currently listed 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th in the conference for the hammer throw. In the men's men's hammer throw competitions, sophomore Wyatt Walker threw a 43.18. And Michael Lindhorst gave it all with a toss of 41.86. The throws had an increased meet had an increase meet this weekend, said head coach and program director Kaylee Jackno. Through heavy rain and lightning delays, the ga- the group came away with 9 PRs on the day. They came to compete and earned every mark. Standouts of the day were Maggie Hartzler with a throw of 34-14 and sophomore in his first in his freshman season, uh wasn't able to compete because of COVID. Wyatt Walker with a hammer throw of 43-18. I'm excited to see what they will do next. In the men's 110-meter hurdles, freshman Desmond Gist took top honors with a time of 50, 15.47, making him number one in the conference. Gist also finished second in the men's long jump competition, 6.48 meters, putting him at number one in the, in the conference in that event as well. 
distance coach Brendan Moody said the distance slash mid-distance crew were highlighted by personal best performances from Miranda Gilman, Billman, and Alex Montrose. Many other athletes continue to show improvement. Freshman Miranda Billman had a PR in the women's 1,500-meter race with a time of 519.63. Race another PR in the women's 800-meter race with a time of 2 minutes, 36 seconds, and .98. and was a key contributor in the women's 4x400-meter relay. In the men's 1,500-meter race, freshman Alex Montrose finished with a time of 4 minutes, 19 seconds, .48 with his teammate Ethan Lai. At his heels, finishing with a time of 419.54. Montrose also competed in the men's 4x400-meter relay. The Beavers continue to train and put together good meets as they prepare for the HCHC Outdoor Championships. Their next competition will be on Friday and Saturday at Ashland University, another Division II school they'll compete at before the HCHC Outdoor Championships at Rose Holman on Friday, April 30th as well as Saturday, May 1st. Exciting times, and we wish the track and field all the best, but it sounds like we have some guys that are, you know, uh, going into the conference meet, um, placed in, in first place in the conference. And, and, you know, when the conference meet hits, you never know. You're going to have some, some surprise people show up, and I'm excited to see what this track team can do. Yeah, the freshman uh, Desmond Geist has been absolutely tearing it up, and, and he looks like a, a pretty strong uh, contender in the in the one uh one ten hurdles and also um the long jump in which he he seems like he's every week he's putting up a uh a good time and hopefully he can he can uh place high at the out or the uh, outdoor uh conference championships we're going to move over to some awards that were handed out by the HCAC the Heartland Collegiate Athletic Conference this past week let's start with the men's or excuse me the women's team had the women's team had two players earn all Heartland Conference recognition in the 2020-2021 season. Um, Maddie Huffman took home second team honors while fellow senior Taylor Stenke was selected honorable mention All-HCAC. Huffman marked Bluffton's first second team All-HCAC honoree since Brittany Huff in 2017. Leading the Beavers in scoring for the second straight year, Huffman found the back of the net twice this season. That comes off the heels of a junior campaign when Huffman placed paced Bluffton with six goals and 16 points. The Two-time All-HC honoree finished her career with eight goals, three game winners, and four assists for 20 points. She played in 61 matches with 59 starts as a Beaver. Steinke collected her first All-Heartland all Conference award while she is downsizing from, two, downsizing from two sports to one for the next four weeks. She spent the month of March shuffling between the soccer pitch at Salzman Stadium and the Bluffton University softball field southwest of Alumni Field. Steinke finished her distinguished career with 35 starts and 60 matches for Beaver Soccer. She drilled a game winner for soccer in 2018 and is currently pounding the softball at hitting 381 with a homer and 12 RBIs. Congratulations to them. The women, um, you know, it was a difficult year. Only playing a conference season wasn't really able to to get into a groove and um, – uh, exciting to see a, a couple of uh, of them getting recognized. Maddie Huffman, um, I, I honestly, if you watch her play, I, I genuinely believe she probably could have been a first-team all-conference player. Um, just uh, struggled a little bit, uh, uh, and just uh, the stats maybe weren't there to be able to move her up to that first team. Um, but second team is still a, a pretty amazing uh, mark for her. Yeah, Maddie Huffman, she's she controls the midfield and can, uh, controls the pace of the game. 
uh, for the women's team, and she's just so controlled on the ball and and always nine times out of ten makes the right read in in transition at the uh, attacking mid spot, and then Taylor Steinke holds it down at the back um, at that center back position, and and they're going to be a uh, two spots for that women's team that Coach Gregory's going to have to um, have to replace next year, and and hopefully they can and have a have a bit better successful year uh, in the fall. We're going to move over to men's soccer, where two sophomores were honored. Elijah Greaser and Maxwell Kennedy were selected honorable mention all HCAC after a most unique season that spanned nearly eight months. Greaser led the Beavers with four assists and eight points total. He finished the season with 20 shots, including seven on frame. The sophomore found the back of the net two times, once at MSJ on March 10th and again three days later, and a 3-1 victory at Anderson when he scored one goal and had an assist and had assist on the two other Bluffton tallies. He has 17 career points after scoring two goals as a freshman, along with five assists in 2019. Kennedy doubled his scoring output this season, scoring two goals after netting one during his freshman campaign. He put up Bluffton's lone goal in a home loss to Transylvania, and then just less than three weeks later, he put up one of Bluffton's season-high four goals and a waxing of Anderson in the HDAC tournament. The Beavers showed tremendous growth and improvement during head coach Robert Richardson's first year at the helm and battling a laundry list of injuries that kept key personnel off the field for, in many cases, all year. Coach Richardson and assistant coach Harry Kerwin helped guide the Beavers through COVID-19, and because of their steady hands and leadership, the Bluffton men's soccer program is in a much better place than it was 10 months ago. And uh, congratulations to both Maxwell and Eli for those awards. A pretty pretty awesome, um, and I think uh, that, that last part about uh, the, the laundry list of injuries that kept key personnel off the field um, I know uh, as a men's team, we, we felt like we could have done a lot better, but Elijah or Eli, excuse me, and uh, Maxwell were, both were definitely uh, bright spots on this men's team, and they definitely deserved uh, some recognition within the conference. Yeah, both those guys have, uh, I mean, Maxwell for the most of the year was coming off the bench just, uh, um, you know, trying to f- replace holes early in the game, and, and he did a great job of keeping his head and, um, and, and never letting it really uh, impact his game. And then Eli Greaser's a guy that just runs never seems like he runs out of energy and is just energizer bunny like for 90 minutes and has always seemed to find his uh uh himself in a good spot and more times than not he's going to find the back of the net even if he uh falls over it beforehand it's a running joke between the men's team that uh how many times is Eli going to fall during uh during the soccer game but congratulations to both those guys and we are going to move over to some actual action within sports um as we're going to sp- uh, start off with the football team who had their senior day on this irregular spring football season on Saturday, April 17th. They welcomed Rose Holman for the final matchup of the 2020-2021 season. Bluffton fell to 4-4 four and four and overall in 3-4 and four in the Heartland Conference after dropping a 35-0 decision to the Engineers. Rose did improve to 4-1 four four and one overall and in the conference. Rose needed less than four minutes to go up 7-0 when Shane Welshman's hauled in a seven-yard scoring strike from Andrew Dion. At the 6.38 mark of the first corner, Montez Archer Jr. In- intercepted the Engineers, his seventh pickoff this year, which tied him for third all-time for interceptions in a single season. Fellow de- defensive back Marcus Woods intercepted the ball five minutes later, but nothing came out of each tur- either turnover as the Bluffton offense was stagnant in the first quarter. On Bluffton's opening drive of the second quarter, the quarter, the Beavers moved the ball to the Rose 15-yard line. Daniel Blanford came in to attempt a 32-yard field goal and missed it wide left as the Beavers remained scoreless. Bluffton was able to get into the backfield on Rose's next 
possession and sack quarterback Andrew Dion twice. The back-to-back sacks came from Dana Scholes the second and Mitchell Young. Freshman quarterback Darnell Thomas entered the game for the Beavers and fumbled it on his first snap of the game. Rose Holman took advantage of the fumble and pushed it down the field for a score on the ensuing drive. With Rose able to capitalize on the turnover, Bufton trailed 21-0 heading into halftime. The only action from the third quarter came from a fumble coughed by Rose Holman in the final minute that was recovered by Bluffton's Brady Welker. Heading into the final period of the season, it was still 21-0 Rose advantage. The very first play of the final quarter resulted in an interception for the Beavers as Thomas threw in the direction of Zane Dine. On Bluffton's next touch, another pickoff came on a ball that was deflected in the hands of an RHIT safety. Rose Holman would go on to score two more touchdowns as Bluffton's offense struggled to move the ball. As the final buzzer sounded on the 2020-21 season, Bluffton was on the wrong end of a 35-0 decision. Bluffton had 266 yards of offense compared to 460 for Rose Holman. Rose finished with 288 on the ground with 151 for the home team. The Beavers had a sloppy performance on the offensive side of the ball as they turned it over a total of five times. Thomas went for 71 yards on 10 rushes while Malik Tucker added 58 on 11 touches. Deontay Hall hauled in four passes for 71 yards to pace the Bluffton receiving corpse. Devon Headwood led the Beaver defense as he wrapped up 10 tackles on the day. Keith Holmes Jr. followed up with nine tackles himself. Shoulders and Archer chipped in with eight and seven stops, respectively. So that will end the football season. Um, do want to mention the fact that senior, or excuse me, junior quarterback Zach Nobist was injured in that second quarter, and which is why Darnell Thomas entered the game. Um, so it's a hard way for him to finish that season. Um, but this football team has a lot of bright spots. You finish four and four overall. Unfortunately, three and four in the HCAC, um, but it's definitely uh, better than what some some people predicted. Um, and they uh, can look to build off this and um, hope that the, the next freshman class can come in and fill some of the holes that these seniors will be leaving, or some guys that are already in the program. Can they step up um, and take those spots, or is a freshman going to come in and take it? Um, who's going to be the next standout freshman like Montez Archer did this year? Um, but I'm excited to see what this football team can do in the future, especially. Um, after a weird COVID year, I'm sure Coach Kreps will be ready to get back to hope, hopefully some type of normalcy next season. Yeah, and like you said, I think it's a, a brighter spot than last year. And then going into next year, I think people are going to be a bit more excited about uh, Beavers football than they were coming into this year. And I think they can carry a lot of momentum into next fall. Um, a bit unfortunate that they had – we were talking about during the broadcast, a bit unfortunate that they had to play um, – uh, uh, such a good Rose team to end the year, and, and it couldn't just end the year um, as it was originally planned to finish off winning the hammer back against Defiance, and and I think it's a bit of a uh, a sore spot to leave on the year. But um, if you look at the year as a whole, I think, like I said, it's there are a lot more positives than there are negatives carrying in the in, in the fall camp, and I'm really excited for next year. I'm excited to see what that team can do in the future. We are going to move over to softball. Um, this Bluffton University softball team dropped a pair of Heartland Conference clashes to Mount St. Joe University on a cool and windy April 14th. Bluffton fell to 5-17 and 17 overall and 2-4 and four in the conference, while MSJ upped its mark to 15-8 and eight and 4-2 and two in the HCAC. A seven-run barrage by the Lions before Bluffton took its first swings at the plate was more than enough as MSJ took Game 1 by a 14-2 count in five innings. The visitors followed up their rousing first frame with four more tallies in the second as they racked up 13 hits through two innings. Sophomore Marissa Oval doubled to open up the bottom of the third, and she crossed the dish following an RBI single to center from Bobby Adams. Another Adams base knock, this time to left in the fifth inning. 
picked up Avil for the second and final of Bluffton's runs in Game 1 as the Lions claimed a 14-2 victory in mercy rule fashion. Adams and Oval combined for four of Bluffton's six hits in Game 1. Junior Grace Fellinger took the loss after allowing nine runs on 11 hits in a one and in one and a third innings of work. Beavers took their only lead of the game in Game 2 thanks to a pair of line errors as Adam Sidney Bowen and Taylor Shimp all crossed the dish in the bottom of the first. Bluffton returned the favor in the top of the second when a leadoff error led to three unearned runs for the mount. MSJ followed with a run in the third and three in the fourth and two more in the sixth before an Emily Dyson sacrifice fly and a Katie Fleshman RBI single made it 9-5 and gave the Beavers hope heading to the final inning. That hope dis- dissipated, however, when the Lions put it out of reach with five more scores in the seventh and route to the 14-5 victory in series sweep. Bowen went three of four with two runs scored while Adams and Oval checked in with two hits apiece. Aaron Norman fell to two and five after surrendering nine runs on nine hits in four innings of work. Bluffton was then back in action on Saturday, April 17th, when they were able to bring the seniors from the t- uh, 2020 graduates, Caitlin Morstack, Courtney Jasinski, and Megan Hill, with their uh, and they were able to honor them with their jerseys between games one and two on a beautiful Saturday, April 17th. Hill was doing her thing, directing the Beavers to a split with a tough Franklin squad, while Morstack and Jasinski were deputy were added into the sports information on the afternoon as uh, Bluffton sports all were held at home, baseball, softball, and uh, football, um, as as well as golf. It looked a little dicey when the Beavers misplayed a ground ball to open the game, but Aaron Norman was at her best on Saturday, facing just three batters over the, over the minimum in game one. Her battery mate, fellow sophomore Bobby, Ad- Bobby Adams, gave the Beavers all they would need when she drove the second pitch of the Bluffton fourth over the fence in left field for a 1-0 lead. Senior Sidney Bowen said, anything you can do, I can do better, as she took a chunk out of the scoreboard uh, six pitches later for a back-to-back jack home runs as the team went up 2-0 to over the Grizzlies. With Norman dealing like she was at a blackjack table in Las Vegas, the Beavers gave her plenty of breathing room with three insurance runs on the bottom of the sixth. Bowen singled home Lily Tate and Marissa Oval following, followed with a two-run two-bagger to, to the gap in right center as... Bluffton put up five runs on the Heartland Conference ERA leader, Alicia Birch, who entered the day with a microscopic 1.17 ERA in 54 innings of work. Bluffton went up 1-0 in the bottom of of the first in Game 2 when Adams crossed the dish, but Franklin responded with seven runs over the next four innings as the visitors opened up a 7-1 cushion. Two Grizzly airs in the sixth helped Bluffton pull within 7-3, but three more tallies by the visitors in the seventh made it a final score of 10-3 in the series capper. Adams went 2-4 with the run scored. Katie Fleshman, who happens to be from the same high school as Adams and Morstat, dropped her first decision of the year after allowing four runs on six cents and two and a third innings of work. Bluffton will kick off a three-game Three game road swing when the Beavers travel to Anderson University on Wednesday, April 21st. Game one is slated for 3 p.m. Um, so, for the Beavers, uh, unfortunately, two tough losses against MSJ in the middle of the week, um, but turned around and um, they uh, got a big win uh, in, in game one against uh, Franklin, but unfortunately lost uh, that second decision. Um, but at least they were able to bring those seniors back from last year. They didn't really get a season, didn't get to have that senior day. They were able to get honored with their jerseys and be back uh, with the girls. Um, and so um, for the for the softball team, they do currently sit 
three and five and six in the HCAC right now, and um, there's still a lot of conference games to be played. Um, they're facing a, a five and three Anderson team uh, on this upcoming uh, Wednesday, um, so uh, it, it's going to be tough. But they can go uh, to to uh, Anderson and come up with two wins. That would be huge for them. Um, they do still have a, a few games left on the schedules. They will still travel to Hanover. To defiance and then at home against Transylvania to finish the season. Um, actually, we're now seeing that the games at Anderson are postponed. Um, I do know that there's supposed to be snow tomorrow. That might be the reason. Um, you have to think maybe COVID could play a factor as well. But the second we get an update on when those games will be played, we will let you know. Um, Grant, you got anything about softball? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, six in the HCAC is... Uh, you know, better than what they're projected, and I think they've had a, a couple really impressive results. A split against uh, a, a split against Franklin, who's right there in the middle of the pack, is is uh, a good. And, and Aaron Norman dealing on that game one uh, is impressive, and and I think the softball team. It's uh, there's a lot. Of, I think they can play with uh, a lot of teams in this league, and and hopefully they can find themselves in a good position as everybody makes the playoffs in softball and baseball, and they can maybe make a run in the uh, in the league tournament. Agreed. Um, I'm excited to see what the softball team can do. They're still very young, and um, they re- they're relying on a lot of young players to uh, to uh, contribute big big minutes uh, and big time for for the softball team. We're gonna move over to uh, baseball, who had a fantastic week at the Diamond. Let's start off with their game that was postponed from Sunday. It got moved over now to Monday, April 12th. They swept a pair of mercy rule contests with the Lions thanks to a timely hit and two outstanding pitching performances by seniors Garrett O'Reilly and Tommy Seamer. Beavers improved in 9-15 and 15 overall and in the HCAC. MSJ did fall to 8-16 and 16 on both accounts. After two and a half inning of quick innings in to open game one, Bluffton pushed across two uh, across the dish in the bottom of the third. A bases loaded walk to Parker Reynolds was followed by a wild pitch that sent Jacob Latowski scurrying home for a 2-0 lead. The floodgates opened an inning later when Bluffton put up, put together five runs on a strength of five hits and two MSJ errors. Lenny Wazarski was in the middle of it with a two-run single, and Jake Baumgartner's base hit plated Reynolds for a 7-0 Beaver lead after four frames. Four walks and a two-run double by sophomore Jack Towell set up Nathan DeWeese for some seventh-inning heroics as a sophomore pinch hitter laced a single to left that ended Game 1 10-0 in mercy rule fashion. O'Reilly tossed a gym on Monday, allowing just three hits in his complete game shutout. He struck out five and walked three while improving to two and three on the season. Tal went three of four with two RBIs and two runs scored. Reynolds and Winiarski both chipped in with two RBI, while Latovsky and Rogan both scored three times in game one. Seamer took the hill in game two and ran with it, striking out nine Lions through the first three innings. His offense gave him all the runs he would need with a four spot in the bottom of the first. Reynolds doubled home Latoski and Strayer uh, delivered Reynolds and Tao with his triple to right field. Luke Hansen made it 4-0 with a ringing double to left that plated Strayer. Jackson Rogan ripped a stand-up triple to open up the second, and he walked in thanks to a single from Reed Rule. The Lions scored their first run of the day in the top of the fourth, but Bluffner responded with four more tallies in the bottom half. The home team caught MSJ napping as Luke McDonald bunt single and three errors later had the Beavers up 9-1 going into the fifth inning. An RBI double from Rule in the fifth followed by a Lion tally in the sixth had the good guys up 10-2 midway through inning seven. With the bags full of Beavers, Tal lifted 
a ball that got caught in the jet stream, allowing Rule and Rogan to cross the dish and put MSJ out of its misery with the second Mercy Rule finish in three hours. Seymour was on fire, fanning 10 lines and 5.2 innings of work while improving to 4-1 on the season. He allowed six hits and two walks before sophomore Jaden Jaquez wrapped it up with four outs over the next five batters. Rule went 3-4 of four with two RBIs and two runs scored. Tao knocked in three and Rogan scored three runs for the second time on Monday. Strayer drove in two runs while DeWeese crossed the dish twice. Beavers then hosted Defiance after that at Memorial Field on Wednesday, or excuse me, on a Thursday, April 15th. With their third straight victory, Bluffton improved to 10-15 and 15 overall and in the Heartland Conference. Defiance fell to 5-19 and 19 overall and in the HCAC. Defiance took advantage of two Beaver errors in the top of the first, plating three unearned runs before the home team took its first swings. However, Bluffton responded with four tallies in the bottom of the frame with, with after two quick outs to open the inning. A Jeff Strayer ground rule double to right center plated Jack Tao and Jake Bumgarner with a two-run single that picked up Strayer and Reynolds. Adam Duncan's RBI double put Bluffton up 4-3 heading into the second inning. Tao knocked in senior Reed Rule with an RBI single in the second, and Bumgarner crossed the plate in the third, courtesy of a defiance miscue. The floodgates opened in the fifth when Bluffton piled up seven runs despite just getting three hits. The three walks and a bevy of wild pitches helped the Beavers open a 13-3 spread. Rule smoked a two-run double just inside the third base bag, and Tao lifted a sack fly to left before a Reynolds base knock sent Rule across the dish for run number seven of the fifth inning. Defiance took advantage of a Bluffton error in the sixth to curtail any notions of an early inning as the Yellow Jackets made it 13-6 thanks to three unearned runs. Innings eight and nine allowed Bluffton pitching staff to get some extra work after needing ju- just three hurdlers for a pair of Mercy Rule routes on MSJ on Monday night. Jacob Bulkins improved to two and two while fanning six and five innings on the bump. He allowed three unearned runs on three hits and three walks. Spencer Garrison worked a perfect seventh as he, Jaden Jaquez, and Jacob Dalton and Seth Evans all tossed an inning on Thursday evening. Baumgartner went two of three with three inning with three runs scored and two RBIs. Rule and Tile each added two hits and two RBIs. Strayer, Reynolds, and Rule all crossed the dish two times. They were then back at Memorial Field once again as they hosted a doubleheader against Earlham College where they did split a pair of one-run games. It was a Saturday for the ages as Bluffton hosted baseball, softball, football, and the HCAC men's golf preview on the same day. Beavers did improve to 11-16 and 16 overall and in the HCAC, while Earlham improved to 16-11 and 11 on both accounts. Earlham was up, one nothing, was up one nothing when the Beavers scratched out a pair of tallies in the bottom of the half, uh, of bottom half of the fourth thanks to four hits and an Earlham air. Senior Reed Rule doubled home Kenny Schneider and Jackson Rogan Crossed the dish courtesy of a Erla Miscue. Jacob Latovsky lifted a sack fly in the sixth, and then his RBI ground out in the eighth made it 4-4 going into inning nine. The Quakers took advantage of a leadoff single in the ninth when Whistle scored, stole second, and moved to third on a ground out and crossed the plate on a sack fly to right that to a sacrifice fly to right that fell to the ground. Bluffton was up was was three up and three down in the home half as the Quakers took game one by a 5-4 count. Garrett O'Reilly gave the Beavers a gutty performance, allowing just four runs on ten hits and eight innings on the hill. He struck out four and walked just one. Seth Evans took the lo- Seth Evans took the loss after allowing one run on one hit in the final frame. Adam Duncan went three of four while Rogan finished two for three with three runs scored, and Jake Baumgartner added three safeties in game one. 
Schneider doubled home Duncan in the second inning of Game 2 before a Parker Reynolds sacrifice fly and Bumgarner RBI single in the third nod the score at 3-3. Erlem posted past three tallies on the scoreboard in the sixth thanks to a pair of Bluffton airs, but the home team rallied back with three of its own in the home half. Rogan delivered with a two-run triple that picked up Schneider and Duncan, making it 6-6 after six. Back in the action, two innings later, Schneider's base knock sent pinch runner Eddie Hardaway scurrying across the plate. Evans worked around a leadoff single with Reynolds when Reynolds cut Pincura downing uh, Pincura down trying to steal as the Beavers earned the split with a 7-6 victory in the nightcap. Schneider went 3-4 with three RBIs while Latoski and Jeff Strayer finished with two hits apiece. Duncan scored twice and Rogan drove in two runs. Tommy Seamer set down 10 Quakers while allowing six runs on six hits and six innings of work. Spencer Garrison gave the Beavers two scoreless frames from the for the victory, and Evans closed it out with his second save of the season. Bluffton will be at home again on Wednesday when Anderson University comes to town for the first of its two trips over the course of five days. The April 21st contest is slated for 4.15 p.m. at Memorial Field. So this uh, this baseball team has played a, a lot of baseball, and they still have a, a lot to play as they will host Anderson on Thursday. Then they will then travel to Rose Holman on Saturday, turn around. Anderson will come back to Bluffton on Sunday. Then that next week, they do host Hanover. Then on Sunday, they travel to Franklin. Then that next Friday, they do host Manchester. And then they will wrap up its regular season when they have to go to Defiance for Defiance's senior day, which hopefully they can spoil that. Um, but overall, what... Uh, what a weekend there for uh, for the Beavers. Only losing one game, they're going they're winning four games on the weekend. Um, you cannot be upset about that. And if, for for them, um, we we knew that this baseball team was capable. Um, they have a lot of players with a lot of experience, players that have played in a conference tournament before. Um, and it was just about putting everything together. And it seems like they're hitting their stride at the right right time in the season. Yeah, we talked about last week uh, how big this week was going to be with, with a lot of winnable games uh, with MSJ trying to get their revenge on the opening weekend series when which MSJ uh, swept the Beavers. And after that series of um, you know sweeps that the Beavers got revenge on them, it was looking around like, why can't we do this more often? And then you beat your rival DC on uh, in the midweek, and then you face a really good Quakers team at home. And like I talked about at the top of the show is just – a really good home environment, and you get a split there. And and like you said, they're getting hot at the right time coming down the uh, home stretch of this season and hopefully can carry a lot of momentum into the conference tournament with a high seed. They will face a very good Anderson team this week, though, um, who swept them when they did go travel down to Anderson. Those were both very high-scoring games, and so hopefully uh, the pitching might be a little bit better here this weekend for the Beavers. Uh, but let's wrap it up with the HCAC preview. Uh, the HCAC preview is just a small uh, little tournament, a little bit uh, of qualifying um, to allow every conference team to come see the conference championship course um, before they play on March 1st and 2nd here at Hidden Creek Golf Course in Beaver Dam, Ohio. Um, it, for Day one happened on Saturday, April 17th. Uh, on a day the the where they scored 309, which was just one stroke off its school record for 18 holes. Nick Offenberger, Clay Quailhorse, and Spencer Daniels all rocked the course with identical scores of 77. 
Dakota Pratt and Nathan Eberle were just a stroke back at 78. Leading Team B on Saturday was Justin Metzger, who is nipping at the at all the heels with a 79. Evan Kajawa, Carter Mumbauer, Michael Fermami, and Julian Lavelle. Domin- Dominic Castrovelli and uh, D.D. Durat were all on target going seven, 77 and 79, respectively, while Brady Johnson routed out the Beavers squad with a 105 at Hidden Creek. They then turned around and played their second day where they did break the 36-hole record at the HCHC preview um, as they were on fire. After a, a Saturday when the Beavers came up one short, one shot short of the 18-hole record with a 309, the men got it done with a new school record for 36 holes thanks to a 623, three shots under their previous mark set in 2019. Bluffton finished in seventh place after firing a 314 on Sunday. Clay Quailhorse equaled the school record with a 151 this weekend. He was hot on Sunday, posting a 74 after shooting a 77 on day one. Dakota Pratt was consistent on his home course, going 77 and 78 for a 155, good for second on the team. Spencer Daniels, Nathan Everly, and Nick Offenberger went 158, 160, and 163, respectively, for uh, the two-day tournament at Hidden Creek. Also cracking 160 for the Beavers were Justin Metzger, D.D. Durat, who went 155 and 157, while Dominic Castrovilli finished with a 161 and Evan Kajawa tallied a 162. The Beavers will hone their craft for the next 10 days in preparation for the 2021 HCAC Men's Golf Championship hosted by Bluffton University at Hidden Creek Golf Club. The three-day extravaganza is slated to kick off on Friday, April 30th and finish on Sunday, May 2nd. I'm excited to see um, what this golf team can do. Um, it's nice that they do get a play here at home. Um, and so for them, it's just about trying to uh, take advantage of that. Um, the women will have their HCAC preview this upcoming weekend. We will have results for that next week on the Beaver Dam. Um, Grant, you want you have anything else to be able to wrap up this uh, episode of the Beaver Dam? Uh, I thought it was a pretty successful weekend for the Beavers, and uh, you know, showcased by uh, soft, softball getting a split with uh, Franklin and baseball going four and one this weekend. I hope we both those teams can carry the momentum in and. Uh, into this week, football wrapping up and a uh, pretty decent year for them. Uh, men's and women's soccer, those uh, athletes getting recognized is, is awfully impressive. And besides that, uh, yeah, hopefully we can have another successful week and continue this strong uh, spring season. Agreed with that, but that is going to wrap up this episode of the Beaver Dam. We thank you for listening and encourage you to come back and listen to us next Sunday at 7 p.m. Check out previous podcasts, search and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, the WIT 961 podcast at Bluff University. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Beaver Dam 961. For more stories and information, check out our website, bluffedandwit.com, and subscribe. This has been Patrick Spillman, joined along with Grant Ingham, and we thank you for listening to 961 The WIT. Roll Beavs.